Okay, welcome everybody to today's edition of the PropMoto conference call. Uh, this is going to be a particularly good one, I think. I have uh, on the line with me Nick Romito of uh, VTS, formerly View the Space. Say hi, Nick. Hey, everybody. How you doing? So I'm guessing that most of the people that are listening to this uh, at least know of VTS, uh, but, you know, a, a little background. They... Uh, started uh, kind of somewhat of a, a different position than they are now as a, as a way for uh, leasing brokers to to look at and, and host images of their space. And they uh, quickly and smartly uh, pivoted into what is now, I think, uh, the runaway success of the prop tech industry is uh, kind of the, the leasing broker uh, management portal of choice. Uh, they have uh, had a lot of note of, uh, you know, uh, understandably exciting uh, announcements recently. One of which being um, a rather large $90 million funding round, which puts their valuation uh, at over a billion. So they now have that magical unicorn uh, <laughs> distinction. And uh, they, they have a lot of really interesting plans coming up in the near future here. So, uh, Nick, I just want to say, first of all, thanks for, for talking. And uh, maybe you could kind of give a, a, a little background of, uh, uh, you know, how you got here, this latest funding round, and, and where you see the future in, in the near future for VTS. Yeah. So my background is not technology. Um, you know, I've got, some, I've got a co-founder, two co-founders. One of them is another real estate person like myself, and our third uh, our third was our CTO, who was an engineer, uh, pretty much his entire life, and so he was he was tasked with taking all the things in our head and making them come to life. But my background was pure commercial real estate, so I was a, a tenant rep broker and then an agent here in New York for four years, uh, and then I was an asset manager for four and a half. So really, almost straight out of school, about a year and a half after, got right into the industry and kind of fell in love with how entrepreneurial it was. Um, how it really was a relationship business, and um, if you were good at managing relationships and creating those and, and were you know, smart and could understand a market, you could do really well. So that was kind of what drew me to it. Uh, my co-founder, Ryan, who was at JLL, was an extremely successful broker there. Also, my best friend, who were 10 years old, um, he and I had the idea in his backyard, um, I guess it was probably 2010. Uh, it took us about a year and a half to figure out how to actually build something. And, you know, we had jobs. So we didn't actually launch the company until 2012. Um, that was when we kind of were beta, but didn't have our leasing product in the market, which is what most folks use today, until probably late 2013, almost 14. Uh, so the business is, you know, we like to say we launched in 2012. It was probably really 2013 before we had a, a real usable product. Um, but, you know, V1 was 2012, and uh, fast forward to today, we're, uh, almost 200 people. We've got just about 11 billion square feet being managed on the platform and uh, growing, growing quickly. And so we're lucky to have an amazingly supportive customer base who we see as a partner uh, in our success and an industry that really wants to change. So I think we've got this perfect cocktail uh, to build a great platform and, a, and an exciting industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that uh, maybe don't uh, do uh, leasing regularly, maybe don't understand uh, the, the market penetration that you guys have got. Uh, you know, can you give uh, our listeners a little understanding about, uh, you know, how well used your, your platform is for, for leasing up space? 
Yeah, so the 11 billion square feet, to put that into perspective, that's almost two-thirds of all of the office buildings in North America. Uh, so the vast majority of commercial real estate owners in, in the office space specifically uh, are using BTS to track everything from prospects they want to have in the building. Uh, they're using BTS to manage all of their existing tenants, right, because we're a, a fully integrated platform. We're integrating with your, with your uh, property management system, so whether you're on MRI or Yardi, we pull all that data into BTS every single night so your business teams can actually use that information to better manage your existing customers. They're tracking their entire lease pipeline that includes uh, everything from inquiries, tours. They're running the financial analysis on the actual proposals to figure out if those deals make sense compared to your budget or compared to the previous lease. You're approving those deals in our system. Uh, so the entire leasing process, or, or leasing and asset management process for that matter, really happens in VTS for our customers. So it's, a, it's kind of the command center for the business teams which for us is anyone touching a tenant, right? It's a property manager, it's an asset manager, it's a leasing person, and it's usually the C-suite. Uh, and so that's kind of our, our core customer base and what our customers do. So, I mean, with that kind of size and scale and penetration, obviously, you know, this was a highly successful business already. You know, maybe you could kind of elaborate on why, why you felt the need to take this funding round and, you know, where you see your future growth coming from. If you already have three-quarters of the buildings in North America, you know, office buildings in North America, you know, where's, where's the, the growth from here on out? Yeah, so our, we've had the same vision since we started. And what's funny is um, you mentioned that our first product was more of a marketing product. Right. The goal was because, again, coming from the, the part of the market we did, which was really leasing and asset management, we always thought the biggest problem to solve at that time, again, from what we had seen, was just trying to get a deal done. It, it, it's a process filled with friction on both sides of the spectrum, whether you're on the supply side or the demand side. And demand is, is largely driven by tenant reps and tenants. Um, it was a terrible process. So we thought a great place to start would be what if we could remove some of that friction and just help a prospective tenant or a tenant rep broker just truly understand a piece of space? So from their desk or their phone, decide, do I even want to take my customer there or am I going to embarrass myself? And we did that with video. Um, you know, we were the first ones to really introduce kind of high-quality video and online tours to, to office space. And that business kind of took off pretty quickly. And our goal there was, Let's let that be the way we draw people into the platform so they can then start the actual leasing process. What we realized was to do anything around marketing of space or effectively build a marketplace, which, is, which has always been our goal, you needed to first become the place where the supply side, the owners and the, and the agency brokers, manage their inventory. So, you know, it wasn't so much a pivot for us as, a, as, as much as it was a realization that we had to first become the place where supply was managed, and then we can open up that supply to the demand side of the business and have those deals actually be transacted. And so we spent the past six years, you know, building out our inventory and becoming the command center for the supply side so that we can now open all of that up and make the deals actually happen here. Because today all the deals are tracked in our system, but you're still going offline on the paper to actually transact and negotiate proposals. Uh, as of this September, we launched our first market with Truva, which is our marketplace, the actual negotiations, the transactions are all going to happen in that same system, which is going to change the market pretty materially. So we've been doing all this work to get to this point. And for us, it's, it's almost like it's a new startup, which is amazing, right? I mean, we, we love what we do, but we're builders. We want to build things. And so our, our new product is being launched in September, and it's, 
It's completely powered by VTS's core, um, but it'll be the first time where supply and demand are really connecting in one system, and that system is being the first time kind of sourced from uh, owner's data directly, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think uh, you know, I'm really excited to see how, you know, this progresses with Truva because one of the things that I've always thought so interesting is that, you know, this you guys have a view into people's portfolios that, uh, is is really deep, and you know you can actually see space before it comes online, right? You see where leases are ending, and maybe you can talk a little bit about um, you know how this is unique, how your marketplace can offer a little bit more than you know people that possibly just kind of scrape for all the all the open yeah. listings, and because I, I know there are a lot of other marketplaces out there, and um, a lot that haven't uh, done so well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I think. If there's one thing we've done really well, and it's probably one of the reasons we've been successful, is just our timing uh, and execution have been done really well. And that's partially because, again, we've been in the market for a long time as actual users, right? So as as agents, as tenant reps, and as asset managers. So we we know the problem we're solving extremely well, and we became obsessed with it. So we, the way the, the timing of when we build and deliver things has been really on point, uh, and I think this is a, a critical part of why we believe. Truva will be so successful. So to your point, there's a graveyard of companies who tried to build two-sided marketplaces, uh, a graveyard. Uh, the, the problems that we've seen with those companies, and some of them have actually had pretty good market penetration. You know, they can get 75 to 90% of a market. The problem they have is, one, the data goes stale really quickly. So by, scrape, you know, by scraping websites to get information, it's a really dirty business, and that data tends to get stale really quickly. Uh, and when you've got stale data in a marketplace, the person who suffers the most is actually the tenant or the tenant rep, right? Because they're making calls and wasting time on inventory that does not exist. The second part is even if you've got decent inventory, there's no guarantee that the supply side is going to respond to you, especially when they're managing their business in a totally separate platform. Uh, there's, an, there's, you know, there's a, a massive amount of other issues. For, for us, those were two big ones. And so that's why we focused so much on just being the place where supply actually manages their deals. So today, just about every single deal in the majority of the markets we're in is already being managed in VTS. All we're saying is let's let the very top of that process, which is controlled by the tenant rep or the tenant, let them, let them into the funnel. And the very, very end, Let's let them actually execute that deal in that same system. The hardest part is the middle, which is what we've built, right, which is actually managing the deal, understanding that the deal makes sense, comparing it to budget, approving it. All That entire workflow is what we do in our core. And so what Truva does, and again, it'll be truva.com. It's a separate platform, and there's a landing page up right now if you wanted to check it out. Uh, that is kind of the, uh, the entry point for the demand to just start that process, right, in a process on the supply side that already exists. And so by kind of building this marketplace on top of the workflow that every owner uses today, you've actually taken all the work off of the user, uh, which is a beautiful thing to do and it's been our focus. So we feel like we're in a great place. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, you guys have also uh, rolled out recently um, your, your uh, you know, market view. I think it's still in beta, but this is uh, kind of a benchmarking tool that I think also is something that, you know, can really show how you can benefit the industry, right? Um, and I guess what I'm interested to hear from you is, you know, as you kind of look at all your options and, you know, where where you can go and what you can build next, 
Now, how do you see your role? Uh, how do you see VTS's role in the industry? You know, where where, where do you see yourself fitting, and, and and how do you think that's going to progress? Yeah, so I think our we've tried to always position ourselves as as a partner to the to the market. We feel like this industry is filled with really smart people who work their butts off and have never had a platform that they could call home. Um, there really hasn't been a, a, a platform of choice for the business teams. You know, the, the finance and accounting teams have had property management systems. Uh, the business teams have been living on Excel for 40 years. And we thought that was crazy. They're the ones who are really creating all the value and they haven't had a technology they can call theirs. So we feel like it's our job to kind of be the steward of that success and, and work with them hand-in-hand hand to build this thing. And we've, that, we've done that since day one. Uh, if you look at where we started, our, our first customers, we weren't actually talking to anyone in IT, and we actually used to get some, uh, we used to have some, some, some combative conversations as a result of that because, you know, we weren't aware that the IT folks were even a part of these decisions because, you know, they were so behind the scenes. That's now changing, right? And we're, I think we're becoming a big part of bridging that gap between the business teams and the technical teams inside these landlord, landlord organizations and becoming the bridge. Um, but there hadn't been a lot of ways or reasons for them to interact before VTS. Uh, and so we've just, we've taken it, I think we've decided that it's our job to spend more time with the business teams than any other company in the space to figure out how do we solve these problems with them. And they feel like it's their platform, right? They're, we're not just a vendor. There's a reason why you know, I can call pretty much any CEO of any organization and get them on the phone. Because they know that I am going to be their partner to make them successful. We're not just another technology vendor. And that's a spot that we're always going to invest to be in um, because, again, we want them to be successful, and the only way to do that is to know their business is not inside and out. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I'm very interested to kind of look forward and see what the future of the industry might look like. And, you know, not a day goes by that we don't get uh, article submission or someone, uh, you know, see an article that's talking about, uh, you know, disruption both in the kind of – whole brokerage and of the legacy vendors. But I think what, uh, you know, I'm interested to hear from you is, you know, do you, do you think that, you know, for example, your Truva product, you, you can have tenants can go directly to it. I mean, do you think this is something that will uh, disrupt the, the role of the broker or do you think uh, it's you know, just going to support that role? So I, I think brokerage is not going anywhere. You know, I think there's been so many companies whose model has been to go after the brokers, and those companies are probably no longer here. Um, I think the market is changing pretty quickly. It has nothing to do with VTS. I think FlexSpace and, and WeWork has probably been the most disruptive force in the history of our industry. Um, and they've really they've put the tenant in the winning position in a lot of ways, uh, and that's going to change brokerage. It's, change, it's also changing ownership, right? I mean, there's not a single conversation I have where owners aren't trying to figure out their flex strategy. Uh, and so I think brokers always have, a, always have a place in the market. I think brokerage is going to change as a result of the WeWorks of the world. Um, the kind of experience they offer does not lend itself well to what a broker does, right? It's one option. It's transparent pricing. You can move in that day. You know, brokers are there to be your advisor through an entire process. If that process takes one day, you probably don't need a broker. Um, and so I, I think brokers... The broker model changes. I think brokers will, will probably start to focus. There'll be kind of a flight to quality versus quantity. Um, you'll see less brokers doing most, you know, more of the larger deals, and that's how it is today. 
you know, 20% of the brokers in a market tend to do 80% of the transactions. Uh, so I think you'll see the fat trimmed, which is not a bad thing for any market. Uh, I, I think that happens without us. So, you know, if anything, we're going to hopefully help our broker customers uh, manage their business better and, and manage a lot more business uh, on the platform. Uh, but I, but I think what you're seeing in terms of the last, with the last funding is that the, the community also sees this change happening and, and wants to get ahead of it. And so a big, a big reason for the, the Series D, I mean, candidly, we, we weren't even raising money. You know, we had been saying no to uh, uh, just, just term sheets or, or verbals for probably three years. Um, but it got to the point where we watched the market changing quickly and our customers were like, listen, this market's changing. We need an answer here and we need a partner to help us navigate these waters. You're in the best position to do it. Let's do it together. And so that was really the kind of uh, the rationale behind the round. And we've got some amazing partners, right? Not, not just in office. We've got Brookfield on the office side. Uh, we've got GLP on the industrial side. And, you know, those are, those are great people for us to partner with to continue to build out our vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, we had an article come out recently that had some great quotes uh, from you about, uh, you know, how you think that the, the retail space is really starting to adopt technology and, um, you know, how, how a lot more technology is being focused on them. You know, maybe you can elaborate for our listeners a little more about uh, where you see growth in retail, even though, you know, it's, it's kind of been embattled for the last 10 years. Yeah, so retail is probably, from an asset class perspective, our largest investment this year. Um, you know, I, we talked about this the other day, but if you look at markets or asset classes that we've been the most busy in, um, there's a lot of macroeconomic trends that tend to drive it. And so I'll give you one example. When energy prices dropped, I want to say it was 2013 or 14, uh, oil prices dropped dramatically pretty quickly. And Houston at the time was not a great market for us. It was okay. But as soon as that happened, I mean, we got like inundated with phone calls from owners saying, hey, our market's changing dramatically. We're an energy-driven market, so, you know, the dropping of oil prices impacts us dramatically. We've got to get a handle on our data and our deals, so please get in here. And that's now one of our best markets. Whereas at the same time, San Francisco, which was white hot, I mean, a monkey could have leased office space. We, We really were having trouble getting market traction. That's changed now, but we thought it was a really interesting data point to figure out, you know, does market volatility mean I need technology more? And it does. And so retail, which is obviously going through a massive transformation, is kind of in that same position where their market's transforming dramatically. Um, They're being forced to rethink how they position and strategize a piece of space. And one, they need to better understand their tenants and make sure that, you know, they're healthy. But two, they want, they want to understand their data. It's not just leasing. It's market data. It's how do we position a piece of space? How do we market it? And you need a platform to do that. And so we've been making massive investments there. We'll probably make some big announcements later this year around our retail platform. But, uh, you know, just like we did with Office and Industrial, we're working with some of the best folks in the world to do it. And um, I have no doubt it's going to be, you know, powerful for them. Yeah, I think that's a really, uh, you know, really interesting observation that you made. Uh, you know, a lot of people have uh, said, well, none of this, none of this technology is, is kind of uh, a cycle tested, right? We haven't had a big downturn uh, during during uh, the the prop tech era, let's call it. But I think a lot of people, and I think you are uh, kind of embodying this, is that a lot of people think that that downturn might actually benefit prop tech because you know people are looking for solutions. So. Uh, it sounds like retail is is a ripe ground for a lot of a lot of prop tech right now. 
you know, one of the things that uh, we have talked about a lot here at PropMoto is the, the future of, of how products are going to integrate. And uh, I think you guys are probably on the forefront of, of integration with some of uh, the bigger legacy companies like uh, MRI and Yardi you mentioned already. You know, how do you see the future of, of integration? I mean, do you think that uh, eventually a lot of this data will uh, just be able to pass seamlessly from, from uh, between every major platform? So I think we've already made massive strides over the past even three years with respect to integration. So I think people used to ask me, why hasn't commercial real estate, you know, moved as fast as other industries? I mean, I, I truly believe one of the reasons is because the incumbent in the space did not want it to, right? These are old on-premise systems who don't have APIs, which is the kind of technical word for ways to connect systems, uh, and just wanted to build, 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 and charge customers for that without opening it up and giving customers their data to just put it in other places. So we had to work really hard with our customers to borderline picket across these incumbents to say, this is our information, get it out of the system, and put it in this other thing so we can get more value. You know, that's now happened in a big way. I think we're probably the most integrated platform. Well, I know we are for MRI, and I don't know officially for, for Yardi, but I would guess we probably are on the, on the kind of leasing commercial side, but I have no, no way to prove that. Um, and we're a totally open system, right? And, and so I think to your point, yes, I think people are now recognizing that, you know, the single stack methodology, which was very kind of 1991, is just not the modern way to operate or build yourself, you know, a great system for your business teams or your teams. And as a result of that, they've been forced to kind of open up their systems and, uh, and build a best-in-breed technology platform. Uh, I also think what, what it does for the industry is it creates new jobs. I mean, we're seeing uh, companies ask us for recommendations for people or even to help them build job profiles uh, of someone who really understands the business side but is a modern thinker and understands that I need to build my, my team uh, a technology stack that is best-in-breed so they can do their job uh, at the level we need them to. So it's, it's kind of cool. You're seeing that the, the technology companies change the way they operate because they need to, right? They're, they can't be old school anymore. At the same time, you're seeing owners figure out that we've got to modernize not just our technical stack but our team, which means that might need no, new roles to help us kind of uh, build this thing out and, and deploy it across our team, which is pretty cool. That is, yeah. And, and I think one of the interesting uh, side notes is that, uh, you know, I think everybody thought that, these big legacy companies would, you know, lose all their value if they started to open up and, and give away their data. But, um, I mean, have you seen that? It seems like, you know, that they're just as valuable as ever, if not more, no, now no. that they have yeah, the yeah. integration capability. Yeah, definitely not. I think if they didn't open up, well, then you're going you're, you're gonna to force the market to build competitors, right? And at that point, you know, you're in, you're in bad shape. But I think, um, I, don't, I don't think it's hurt their, their value prop or position in the market at all. I think it's helped them. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree too, and, and I think that in, in the end of the day, it all comes down to the user. Like you said, if it, you, you need to build a better product for the people using it and the people paying for it, and, and I think that you've kind of pushed, pushed the envelope to, to help that. So definitely, um, I definitely think there's a, a lot of value to that for everyone involved. Um, you know, one of the things there's I would... Work to do. Yeah, I, not, yeah. yeah, I'd say there's, there's still work to do. We're, we're in a better place than we were, but 
you know, some of these incumbents still need to, you know, become truly open, not partially open or, or do the, uh, the least amount of work as possible. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty vocal guy, yeah. as you know, so, you know, you'll often, see me, you'll often see me on stage when I know they're in the room, uh, just pointing at them saying, you need to stop. Uh, and so that's me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I totally know that from you. I mean, you, I I also know that you are a rather uh, you know hard hard driving guy. You like to see growth. You like to to build. You know, where where do you see your company in in five years from now? Yeah, so I, I, listen, our our vision has always been to be the place where owners can not just manage their assets and better manage their customers but be the place where uh, the deals actually happen and they manage all their data, right? So the, our vision, the way we've kind of mapped it out in our heads, and all, even in our investment decks, this is literally how we laid it out. We've got kind of V1 for us, so the first version of VTS has been all about software, right? So build the industry, it's kind of modern operating system, the place where they can manage their deals, their data, their customers, and that's what VTS is today. The kind of second piece of that, right, once we have that in place, that becomes the engine for the second piece of our vision, which is uh, it's all about data. It's how do I, one, now that VTS is in place and I can better understand my own information, how do I benchmark that to my competitors? And so you mentioned market view. That's what that is, right? Market view is the industry's first market analytics and benchmarking tool. So we're live in Houston right now in beta. We'll roll out probably three more markets this year. And as an owner, I can say, you know what? Net effective rents of the deals I'm doing this quarter are 30% above or below every other deal happening in the market this quarter or this month or this week. I can see tour activity on my spaces versus the market. I can see uh, my wallet compared to the market. Pretty much anything you want to see, you can benchmark. That was the second part of the vision. The third part is Truva, right, which is I want to actually open up my inventory so that tenants and tenant rep brokers can not just find me but transact with me in the same platform. Those have always been the kind of three pillars of our vision. You know, so the first part was a dependency, right? We knew unless we built the best software platform in the industry, we couldn't do the next two parts of the vision. So, you know, imagine my pitch to my investors seven years ago or six years ago. Hey, give me uh, 20 million bucks and I'll build you the best software platform in the industry. And then seven years later, I'm going to build a data product in a marketplace. And they were like, you're crazy, kid. Uh, but we did it. And so, you know, that's, uh, our vision, I guess, is to, is to be the kind of place where the market goes to manage its deals, its data, uh, and its customers. And, you know, we're finally in a place where we're doing that. And so now we've got to make it all come to life and, and to work uh, the way that it should. But, you know, we've got, I think we've got the market behind us, both the brokerage world as well as the ownership world. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're obviously so grateful for it. And, you know, we're going to work our butts off like we always have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't doubt that. You know, and but before uh, I get you, uh, before we, we get off the call, I, I really wanted to see if I could pick your brain a little bit. And one of the things that I think is so fascinating about your company is that you do have this huge penetration of of the commercial real estate industry. And, you know, I, I was just wondering with your, um, you know, 1,000-foot view, you know, how do you see some of the things changing? Well, what do you say? I think you talked about uh, co-working and flex space earlier, but, but what are some of the kind of big trends that you see happening in, you know, lease terms and uh, marketability and, and how things are changing? Yeah, I mean, so lease terms, I, I can tell you, are, are absolutely shrinking. 
Um, and I don't think that trend's going to stop anytime soon. I think one of the bigger trends we've seen today, and this kind of goes back to the WeWork conversation, is just about, we have 700 customers, right? So 18 out of the 20 largest asset managers globally are all running their portfolios on BTS. And one thing they all say uh, is that anywhere from 10 to 20% of their portfolios is going to be flex. Uh, I would bet the lion's share are going are gonna to build their own flex versus kind of partner, but they're still kind of evaluating their options. And so I think what's going to happen is you're going to see flex become uh, almost like a, an, a, a mandatory amenity for any tenant in an asset. It's going to be a way for them to grow organically in the asset without having to look for new space. But I'll, I also think it's going to change the, the, the dynamic of FlexWorks today, right? Because today, I mean, WeWork is the lion's share of all flexible leasing. I mean, there's, even if you combined all the other players, they're probably still not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if, if all customers, right, we've got 700, say that 10 to 20% of their inventory is going to be flex, well, the dynamic in the market with WeWork changes pretty quickly. And so I think it's going to change the way the pricing works. Uh, I, I think a lot's going to change if that much new flexible supply comes on the market. Uh, it's, going to ha- it's going to change the way we value assets, right? Because today a, a building, you know, the longer the term to lease, it's, it's almost like a bond, right? So if some high percentage of that is, is not long-term and it's more, it's more volatile, well, how do you value the asset, right? So I think there's just all this, super interesting change that's going to have to happen that we're going to be forced to think about over the next, you know, even two to three years, not 10 years. So it's going to be uh, exciting times. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, a lot of change happening coming from a lot of different, uh, uh, yeah, forces. So I think there we are happy to see and hopefully report on some of these for everybody. Um, you know, I, I, we're hitting our 30 minute mark, so I, I want to make uh, respect of everybody's time. But you know, before we go, I, I'd maybe just like to hear, uh, you know, what uh, what are your next steps with VTS? I know you talked about Truva, but uh, you know, as far as the, the the business goes, I mean, are you guys looking at more investment, uh, going globally, IPO? What's uh, what's the prediction in the next uh, couple years here? Well, I think I'm, I'm, I've got a, we've got a couple years before we've got to decide if we want to go public or not. You know, we're we're focused now on just building out our vision and building a great a great business. And um, you know, with all this fresh capital, uh, we're you know we're from a cash perspective in a great place. So you know, raising money is not not anything we've got to worry about. And so we're from, we're, we're good there. I think uh, M and A is going to 100% be a part of our strategy, right? So finding things that are interesting to us that are a part of the vision that. Uh, that have great teams that we can add to our vision and potentially leapfrog a few things is going to be interesting. So we're looking at lots of things there. Uh, global is big for us. Our customer base is global. So they want to run their entire portfolio on VTS, not just their stuff in North America and, and, and England, uh, which is where we have an office today in London. So we are focused on growing into uh, Europe and just EMEA this year uh, with our sites on Asia probably later next year. So lots of global opportunities that we're excited about, lots of M&A, and um, just building an, an awesome business for the industry. Yeah, I think uh, that will, that's something that a lot of people have been interested in. I know we have a few callers uh, internationally here, so I think uh, they, they know sometime soon they might be able to, to harness the power of, of the VTS platform. Yeah, and we, I mean, so we do have people using VTS in 40 countries, so, I mean, it's effectively a global platform. Uh, what I mean by us going global is we just don't have boots on the ground there, right? So there's no one today in Russia 
selling BTS. There are users in Russia using it, um, but we don't have an office there. And so our goal would be to have local offices in, in some of the larger markets globally um, with, a more, with an even more localized product um, to add more value. But, yeah, but and, we're, we're and excited to, to grow this. You know, speaking to that, you know, have, have, as you've grown internationally, have you seen um, a big difference in the way this, you know, these leases are done internationally, or, or do you know, is it kind of global plain yeah. for all brokers? No, it's it's different. I mean, I would say eighty percent of it's the same, but that twenty percent could be significant, right? Like in London, if you're in the UK, I mean, your experience in VTS is is completely different than the one here, um, because the leasing process is different. So we had to reflect that. Um, and if you don't do that stuff, you know, you're, you're never going to get the market to take you seriously. They don't, you know, the, the Brits don't want to use an American product. They want to use a British product. And so we had to build them one. Um, and, you know, that exists kind of uh, elsewhere, too. I mean, you can, you can get decently far off of having this one kind of instance of it. But to really get the market to believe in the product and get behind the brand, they have to feel like it, it, it works the way in which their market does. And, um, you know, so we, we tend to make those investments up front and, and work with some of the larger players in those markets to make sure that it does that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Well, Nick, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy. you got to go uh, spend that money and grow the company, but it's been a really fascinating conversation, and thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm obviously a huge fan of you guys, and, and thank you for everyone else who listened in, and um, hopefully I'll see you all soon. Oh, thank you, everybody.